Welcome to Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dom went from a life of organized crime to federal prison. There, God saved him and set him free. Soon after his release, he attended seminary and received his master's degree and is now the senior pastor of Desert Sky Baptist Church, where he serves with a passion for biblical theology right here in Casa Grande. Now let's join our host, Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Welcome, Street Talkers. My name is Pastor Dominic Grimaldi, and you are listening to Street Talk Theology, where we keep theology real and we bring it to the streets. Hey, drop me a line. We'd love to. I'd love to hear from some of you street talkers. Uh, you can reach me at Pastor Grimaldi at Gmail. Love to hear from you. You know, before I introduce my guest, I just want to introduce a couple of thoughts, uh, if I may, that will kind of tie into our conversation. One thing I want to say, street talkers, is that Jesus Christ loved the outcast of society. In Luke 17, remember our Lord uh, healed 10 lepers. And then in Luke 10, the Lord told a parable about the uh, Good Samaritan. He, no one would help this wounded dude. No one would accept the Samaritan, right? And then in Mark 5, the healing of the unclean woman with the issue of blood. Jesus was not afraid to get his hands dirty. He saved prostitutes, demon-possessed individuals. He saved a convicted felon hanging on a cross right next to him. That's the God we serve. Pastor Robert Marquez Jr. is the president, executive state director of Adult Teen Challenge in New Mexico. Robert Marquez, welcome to Street Talk Theology. Uh, thank you, Pastor Dominic. It's a pleasure to be on the radio show with you this, this afternoon. And uh, I just um, appreciate your ministry. And I thank the Lord for, for having this opportunity. Oh, it's a, Robert, it's an honor to have you. And me and Robert are friends. We've done ministry together when I passed it in Black Canyon City. And Robert has a heart for the outcast of society. Hey, Robert, before we start, I got a, uh, about 612 questions for you. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> before we start, I want to ask how Tracy's doing. That's your wife. And of course, how yes. your family's doing at large. What, what's going down, Robert? What's happening? Oh, thank, you. thank you for that. Yeah, my family is... Family's good. My wife and I just uh, just in January, uh, January 21st, we celebrated seven years of marriage uh, and uh, we have been extremely blessed in um, in just with the Lord's grace and mercy upon our life. Um, we uh, get to serve in this role together with the Dalton Teen Challenge New Mexico. And and she truly is um, not only my wife, but she's my partner in ministry. She's um She's my one of my biggest cheerleaders, you know, biggest fans. And she really helps encourage me and kind of uh, Lord really knew what he was doing because she helps keeps keep me balanced. Um, keeps you, you know, in line, huh, Robert? Definitely keeps me in line. Yes, sir. Yes. OK. Uh, and maybe Tracy will peek in later. And I don't know if she'll peek in and say a word. She's she's a little shy, right? Yeah, she she actually she actually isn't here. She had to run some errands. But yeah, uh, that's because I that's because I told her before I wanted to get her. I wanted to get her on street talk. She's ducking, <laughs> you know, like, in, in, right. in our, you know, in our real life, Robert, you can't be ducking no subpoenas, man. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, Robert, just, uh, you know, hey, listen, just a little bit about your journey with God. How did it start? 
Um, and did you did you grow up in a Christian home? I mean, let people on let the street talkers know a little bit about you, brother. Come on. All right, sounds good. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, I am originally uh, from Denver, Colorado. Actually, a little small suburb by the town by the name of Thornton, Thornton, Colorado, just uh, a north of Denver um, suburb. Grew up there, um, you know, in a in a just a suburban area and um, in a good home. Grew up in a good home. Um, dad worked really hard. He was, a he was a welder, pipe fitter, union man for like, he was all about the union and, and, um, you know, come from a background culture of Italian and Spanish culture. And so you gotta oh love dad, them. You gotta love them Italians, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. You gotta love them. Right. <laughs> right. So on dad's side of the family, uh, was predominantly really, um, kind of led the, led the Marcuses in a sense, in a, in a way that, uh, you know, he had, he had, um, my grandma had 18 brothers and sisters. So there was a huge family there. And uh, we just kind of, we kind of, we were very close, very close family, but uh, grew up in that neighborhood in Thornton, Colorado. And, uh, you know, uh, grew up, like I said, grew up in a good home, but we, I, I knew, I knew a little bit about God, but I wouldn't really say that we, you know, we were, we were believers, but um, came from a background of Catholic and my dad was Catholic and my mom was Presbyterian, which was an interesting mix back that's then. A, that's a that's a nice mix. <laughs> yeah, very interesting mix. In fact, a little story about that is they when they met after they started dating and fell in love, they had a hard time finding someone to marry them because dad was Catholic, mom was Presbyterian. Yeah, and that, that, that would very be strict, very strict. Like they couldn't find a Catholic priest to marry him and they couldn't find a Presbyterian pastor to marry him. But finally father Monaghan stepped up and said, I'll marry you two kids. And so they got married and um, I am the second oldest. I have a, I have an, a, a sister that's older than me. I have a brother that's younger than me. So I'm right in the middle, but uh, we grew up and we grew up. We never really um, lacked for anything because dad was a hard worker. Uh, my dad was very strict and, um, you know, I do remember going to uh, Sunday school every once in a while on my for my mom's uh, dad, my grandpa, Eli. He was a deacon at the Presbyterian Church. So I would go to the Presbyterian Church for Sunday school. And then we'd at times go over to the Catholic Church uh, for either a wedding or a funeral or the bazaar. I mean, dad wasn't a regular goer of church. Now, my grandpa, both of my grandpas were devout, devout men of God. But, you know, and you think about you think about that story you're telling. So you you see the even though and you can't see it yet fully, there is the providence of God. There's something. So there is, uh, you know, God is kind of introducing himself, even though in those kind of different uh, facets, so to speak, there is there is something there. If I if I if I may. So that with that, so let's kind of fast forward and. You know, Robert, we, uh, me and you, when we get together, we can talk for a few hours. And uh, so we'll probably probably have to do two shows to get everything in that we want to talk about. But but so when let me me ask this question, when did you really embrace God's plan for your life? Well, before you get to that, I mean, did did you have a do you have a a background or a, um, you know, like drugs or prison or something. I mean, oh, yeah. I, you know, I mean, is there something there? I mean, they already know I'm, I was an ex felon and God <laughs> and his kindness saved me while I was in jail. But do yeah. you have a back? Give, give us a background. Give us, Absolutely. I mean, um, 
I, you know, obviously we go from sinners to saint, but I know you have some type of sure. background. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, so growing up, you know, um, I started using drugs at about the age of about 11 years old, actually was the first time I took my first hit off of a marijuana joint. I took a hit off that joint at the age of 11 and, um, man, I just, that kind of just started off on the, the bad road right there. Um, at, at a very young age was drinking and partying and doing all that at the age of 15, I was already pretty deep, uh, heavily into drugs. And unfortunately, you know, um, it was, it was, a it was a, uh, dysfunctional, um, youth that I had. I was, I, I was very dysfunctional. However, I was able to stay in school barely and pass, you know, get a high school diploma, but I was addicted to drugs very early on. And, um, once I graduated from high school, I just pretty much went all in with the drugs, unfortunately. And that led me to a, a cocaine addiction, which uh, eventually led me into a crack cocaine addiction, which there is wow. definitely a difference between the two. And uh, I was actually in California um, pursuing, believe it or not, I was pursuing an acting career. And I was uh, in, doing some commercials, doing some film work, some television. In wow. fact, I have wow. a small part, had a small part in the movie La Bamba. And I had appeared in that and done some commercials. And but I also had discovered crack cocaine while I was in L.A. And that really took me down pretty quick. Uh, by the time I was 25 years old, I was completely out of control with drugs and had come back to Colorado, pretty much crawling back to Colorado to try to get my life back together. And it wasn't. It wasn't. How'd you get, how'd you get saved, how'd you get saved Robbie? I'm, I'm figuring yeah. to get to that, right? Yeah, right. no worries. Yeah. So about 10 years later, um, I had heard of a program. Uh, actually, I was married and my wife's, my former wife, uh, her her mom had, where they were Christians and they had heard about Teen Challenge and they knew that I needed help desperately. And they actually uh, prayed me into Teen Challenge. At first, when I heard about it, I was 35 years old. I didn't want to go. I'm like, no, I'm not a teenager, so that should keep me from going there. But little did I know, it wasn't just for teens. It was also for adults. So I ended up going into, uh, you know, seek at the, eight, at the age of 35, uh, I was um, starting to explore, wanting to be a Christian. But I actually did not come to the saving grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ until 2009, when after that, that was the third time, sorry, my microphone's. Uh, getting a little hold on here, Pastor. There you go fix it up, Robert. <laughs> got plenty of time. Don't worry about there. it. But um, basically, the uh, that led me to um, Teen Challenge the third time, and that was where I really gave my heart to Jesus. Was in 2009 um, after I had just been through um, so much. I my uh, my life was. Way out of control in uh, 2009, I went to Team Challenge for the third time. The first two times, I was just kind of checking it out, and I thought, well, you know, I'll try it out, but I wasn't really committed or surrendered to God, and I ended up leaving the program prematurely two previous times, once in 1999, the second time in 2001. So it wasn't until about 2009 that I finally decided to embrace the plan that God had for me, and um that was, it's been a journey. It's been a, a wonderful journey. Since did you then. get saved actually in Teen Challenge, Robert? I did. I did. Yep. Okay. In 2009, I got saved at Teen Challenge. Yes, sir. So 
I mean, God, you know, it's hard to in these time, you know, in these little time periods to to bring your life. But, you know, I, I want people to know that, you know, when when God does this stuff, I mean, it it it, it happens in increments. I mean, it you know, you got you got a life of drugs. You 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 you, you crawl back to Colorado. You get yeah. hooked up in Teen Challenge. You go a couple of times and you kind of split that. And you, all of a sudden, before you know it you know, God has got you in a position and, and by God's grace, he, he, he saves you by, by his grace. And absolutely. And, and then, you know, you move forward and you move things, uh, move things along. Now I met you in Arizona. So how did you that's wind right. up and how did you wind up in Arizona? Well, that's a good question. So I actually moved to Arizona like around 1999 and, uh, or just like maybe a couple of years prior to that. It's been, you know, that's been, 22 years ago. Um, so we go from Colorado to Arizona. Yeah. Well, we went from Colorado kind of all around the country. Um, just, uh, had, I opened, uh, I started a meat business. Okay. I at this time you're, you're a Christian now at this time. No, well, no, no, I'm not a Christian yet. Okay. But this is in, this is in the, the late nineties. I go okay. to Arizona on a get rich scheme. Okay. Oh, I was come to Arizona and I was going to get rich yeah. on uh, selling, selling meat and fish seafood products door to door out of a back of a truck. Okay. I was the meat guy. I would drive around from neighborhood to that neighborhood. That don't even sound right, Rob. I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm knocking on people's doors Hey, you want to buy some steaks? And I, I did that for a long time. In fact, I did that for quite a while. And that kind of kept me in my addiction because that whole time I was addicted. Um, and I went to Arizona because the sun shined 365 days out of the year almost. And I figured I could go door to door every day and make a boatload of money. Yeah, well, just, I just had think, another plan. Just think about this. It's going to rain tonight here in Arizona. <laughs> but let me, but let me, okay. So you, you go to, you get saved. Obviously you, you, you do yeah. get saved. We'll talk about, we'll, we'll talk about that. Now, and now yeah. I meet you in Arizona, but when I meet you, you're not selling meat. <laughs> when, <Nope>. I meet, <laughs> when I meet you, you're, you're, uh, uh, involved in teen challenge. That's right. And that's how I met you. So let's, let's, let's go from there. Yep. So we met, I was at the teen challenge program in Arizona. I went through the Phoenix men's home there in downtown Phoenix. And then when you finish that phase of the program, you go to the new river Christian life ranch for the second phase of your program. So I'm at the Christian life ranch and I am actually working in the public relations department. And I believe we met we met, um, gosh, we must have met when I when I went to the, I don't know, I guess it was after I had went to the ranch because I did a restoration. By the way, I finished the program in 2010 and I had, a, I had a slip. I had a relapse in 2011, didn't come back till 2012, did a restoration to get restored back into the ministry. And then uh, that's when I met you, Pastor Dom, is when I was on staff yeah. at the New River Christian. You, yeah, you was on staff. And, and yep. you know, Robert was, was, was a kind man. He'd bring a lot of the meat, leftover meat, remember, back to the meat again, right, Robert? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> right? You would bring a lot of the, the extra meat to the congregants and things like that. But we that's did right. ministry together because, remember, during the Christmas holidays, there were oh, a yeah. lot of there were a lot of guys in the teen challenge that didn't have no place to go. 
and you would bring them into the church and and things like that. So we had done um, some things together, and it was an honor serving with you, and we became friends. We sure Um, did. We sure did. In fact, we were getting a lot of products from the food food bank, and I remember that. I'd say, Pastor Tom, we got all this extra stuff. Let me bring it up there. And we, um, yeah, we you you guys ministered to our students, and we would come there and do church ministry teams and. And uh, have you invite you into the chapel to preach the word and um, just extremely blessed. Yeah. And I and so now what happens is tell me how you get to New Mexico. Right. Tell me, how do you get to where you're at now? We had parted company, obviously. Remember, I had the brain aneurysm. I had that problem. And so now you become okay. Let me just you as I look at your title here. It says, uh, Pastor Robert Marquez, President, Executive State Director, Adult and Teen Challenge of New Mexico. How do you get from there to where you're at now? Great question. Thank you, Pastor Dom. So I knew in my heart that that God was going to call me to be a director because he had spoken that to me early on. And um, I just was like, okay, well, we're going to go to Mississippi. Uh, Tracy ran the Teen Challenge thrift stores. I ran, I ran the public relations department on a nat, on a level of five different states. And um, wow. then they, the, the, the president of that organization, because all the teen challenges run underneath their own 501c3. So they'll have their own board of directors and so on and so forth. But Pastor Jared offered us a position. We went out there and did that. And then about six months into that, Pastor Jared, uh, a, a director's position became open. And they asked me to, to apply for that. They asked me if I'd be interested in that. So I became the director of a women's home. And my program coordinator, my assistant, my assistant director was a female that worked on staff there. And her and my wife became very good friends. And, and it was really a neat setup because um, I basically oversaw the day-to-day. I didn't work with the students so much as I did over the day-to-day administrative and training the staff and and preaching to the students, that kind of thing. So then we go from there to you see serving a year and a half there in that role. And then a executive director's position became open in Arkansas. And they asked me to transfer to Arkansas. So I transferred to me and Tracy transferred to Arkansas. And it was in Arkansas team challenge where God started dealing with my heart and dealing with us on another level. It was like, he started imparting into us the vision to open our own center. And yeah, so that's when I went to the national office and I, I got a hold of them and said, we want to open our own team challenge. And what you, does that you, look like? And, and let me tell you something. And I want the, and we're running out of time on this first segment. We got Don't about worry. five minutes, but I do want to say this. And I want to say this rightly. You are part of team challenge and, and you are involved in team challenge But more than that, Robert, what I want to commend you about is you want to be a good theologian. You are actually in the Assemblies of God Theological Seminary. So um, your teen challenge, yes, but you want to make sure that you are cutting the scriptures straight. Am I right? That is correct. I've always had a passion and Pastor Dom, I would I, honestly, I feel like you play a part in that. You were very instrumental in my life. Actually, probably if not the only one of the one of the very few, I honestly can't think of anybody else that I knew growing up in, I say growing up in my faith in those days that actually 
preach the word and impart to interpret the word of God correctly. And yeah. I just had that passion and that desire. And I'm like, always wanted to go to seminary. And that was a Cinderella story too, because I didn't even have an undergrad. Uh, I'm pursuing my master's right now at AGTS, the Assemblies of God Theological Center. Yes, yes. I like to say it's by the grace of God because um, I got chosen uh, I had actually called the seminary to inquire about their program for one of my students. And in doing so, the school, whoever I talked to, wrote my name and number down. And somebody called me back a couple months later and said, well, Robert, what about you coming back to school? And I was like, well, yeah, I'd love to, but I never, I don't have an undergrad. And they said, well, we got a special program we're doing right now. And uh, my testimony and my transcripts went before a a board, a committee, and uh, lo and behold, by the grace of God, I was chosen to enter into that. So I'm into my second year in seminary, and I got another Well, year according to my theology, you were chosen before the foundations of the world. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Pastor. I had to throw that in, right, buddy? Amen. Um, Good. No, praise the Lord. And, you know, um, you know, it's just, you know, it's crazy, Robert, how you – even myself, you see this stuff from a front row seat, you know, how God, how providentially God had us meet. You know, yes. I, I remember I used to give you a lot of my old seminary books and things like that. Still and, have them. You know, and, and before you know it, you know, I'm getting a phone call and I'm in Robert's a asking me questions about my old seminary books and stuff like that. And, and you just wonder, you look back on this, Robert, and you look oh. at God painting this whole, he's an artist. You see this canvas, you see you in, you know, what your, your drug issues, my, my prison problems. And, and God is the mover and shaker and the providential maker, so to speak, of, of even this radio and us getting together and you with that, you know, the teen challenge, um, insignia behind you and me all these crazy books behind me right god is a master planner and and robert we got we got about three or four minutes in three minutes in this segment okay. um what i want you to do in about a minute and a half is just encourage and 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 i mean a minute and a half i know it's hard for preachers to do anything in a minute and a half but in a minute and a half just encourage somebody who may be on the crust uh, and we'll we'll get more into this in our, in our next segment, but just sure. encourage people who who may be on the cusp of 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 addiction or it, it just thinking that maybe you know life is over for them. Just give them a minute encouragement, and we'll 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 continue this in in, in the next uh, next. Sounds segment. great. Sounds great, Pastor Dominic. I just want to encourage you ever listening out there today that um you know. If God could turn my life around and he could turn anybody's life around. And I just want my biggest encouragement to you is do not give up, follow, you know, give your, make sure you give your heart to God, give your heart to Jesus, ask him that he'll give you the desire of your heart. Make sure you're following what he wants you to do and not what you want to do. And let me tell you, the road to that is not always easy. There's difficulties, there's hardships, and there's persecution. We haven't really experienced any persecution like the church will, but I can tell you that following God is not easy, but it's worth it. And don't give up. Amen. You know, this, it's been an honor, Robert, to talk to you. And I, I just want to just say to 
uh, listening audience. Again, this is Pastor Dominic Romaldi with Street Talk Theology, where we bring theology and bring it to the streets. And we are going to have Robin on again next week because uh, we we just started with this conversation. So street talkers, may the Lord bless and keep you and shine his light upon you. In Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us for Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. You can visit Pastor Dom at Desert Sky Baptist Church at 891 West Corson Road, Casa Grande. And for more information, visit us online at www.desertskybaptist.org.